0: five four three two one freedom freedom in the word of God like an introduction even if you don't I do what about it <laughs> hello everybody good mid-morning this is Joseph Brownlee your host of connecting the dots Joseph Brownlee your host of Connecting the dots. Good morning. Conatuno, las puntos. Conatuno, las puntos. Hola, como esta? To my Spanish listeners. This is Joseph Browley. Welcome to the show. Freedom to study the Word of God its a beautiful thing. We have such a freedom to understand God's Word today. That's why I just opened up that way. Wow! Beautiful day today in Chicago, Illinois. It is now 11.30 a.m. in Chicago, Illinois. Are you ready for some verse-by-verse Bible study? Hello, everybody. Good morning. Good mid-morning. Good afternoon. Good mid-afternoon. And if you're at night, good night. And open up your ears and open up your spirit, man. Body of Christ, save people. And let's get into some Bible study. Let's let's get into some word. Okay, for the newbies or the curiosity listeners that just ran into my show or just happen to be searching for some word, you uh, stopped at the right place. This is Joseph Brownlee. I'm your host on this program that's called Connecting the Dots. Connecting the dots, connecting the Bible together, putting verse by verse and making sense out of the word of God. Wouldn't you like to know that? Wouldn't you like to understand that? Well, this is uh, the program that you can get that on as well as a lot of others. I'm not claiming that I'm the only one because there's several others and there's several others that uh, get more deeper than I do. But this is a basic layman Bible study for new, old, and between believers. If you're not saved, it's okay to listen in too. But like I always say, you will not get as much meat or fruit, you know, out of Bible study because your spirit, man, has to be made alive. It has to be quickened for you to get a concrete understanding of the word of God. You probably have not heard that before, but that's the word of God. For the saved person, you have to be quickened. Quickened means made alive, so... But you're welcome to tune in. You can get some type of basic understanding, but the spiritual understanding, you have no way to discern what the Holy Spirit is saying because your spirit man is dead and need to be made alive. The only way that can happen, if you are saved. Okay, before I get started. I open up, and I'd like to know. Uh, you probably hear a lot of sounds because I'm in a study room. Yes, I am at the library. Yes, I am, but it's not really shielded, and it's not really that much soundproof. That soundproof, because I don't know why, but it's not. So you will hear, uh, hear. Excuse me, a lot of sounds and a lot of uh, maybe sirens or even loud cars and loud music. You know, it's it's not as bad, but I don't like it either. But until I get a really soundproof room Those are things you will hear on my podcast Not all the time But uh, when I, when I, that's why I like to let you know When I'm doing a study on, In the Bible In a certain type of room that's, that's, It's not that well secluded and soundproof Okay Two Gospels Salvation I'm, I'm doing a study on understanding the difference between the two gospels. There's several gospels in the word of God, but the main two that has a lot of people uh, unsaved and saved confused today is not only how to be saved, but what gospel do you get saved And is this the gospel? Is it the gospel of the kingdom of heaven or the gospel of the grace of God? Now, I broke down and I gave you several scriptures about over maybe a week ago um, about the kingdom of heaven. And it's something I asked you to do. Remember, I asked you the ones that's been tuning in to just consider, just act like you are Israel. Put your mindset as being a Jew in that day, Israel. I know that's not as easy as said than done. That's not that's easier said than done, but just focus yourself being there in the mind thought of being Israel. And Israel, the Jews mindset was always for heaven to be on earth or their kingdom to be set up on earth correct so that's always been their mindset the reason i'm putting specifics on the kingdom in these teachers because it's a lot of churches And a lot of denominations out there uh, believe that we are in the kingdom program or they believe that we we supposed to usher in the kingdom. or And we are like a replacement Israel, the signs and wonders. Not all denominations, but the majority believe the signs and wonders and all the rituals and all the whatever. Not all of them. I'm going to say, why not all of them? Just say some of them is for the church today. And the reason I say that... Uh, all the denominations don't believe all the, all Israel's programs for them because they pick and choose which programs they want in their church. So that's why I say, that's why I always say, and I often say, that if you're going to put yourself under the kingdom program, remember, you're putting yourself back under the law. Okay? You're putting yourself back under the law. Therefore... Not only the blessings that you think you can claim, but you also have to accept the curses because of your disobedience if you put yourself under the kingdom program and which is under the law, which is under the teachings that you're very familiar with of Jesus earthly ministry, Matthew Mark Luke and John, and up to the twelve disciples, the leaders being peter james and and John, going even to the book of Acts before a transition to the uh, Apostle Paul, the gospel of the grace of God. So therefore, if you put yourself under the kingdom program, you're putting yourself under the law. Now, this is one of my sinuses. I got bad sinuses, so you might hear me snorking and stuff like that just because I get clogged up pretty bad. It's a family trait thing. Now, <clears throat> I want to get right into this. It's going to take a little time, but I don't like to make uh Long introductions anymore But I want I want to put an emphasis on that I want you to listen to the word Listen to the language Of both teachers When it comes to the teachings of the gospel of the kingdom of heaven Jesus and the gospel of the grace of God Jesus Let me say that again The gospel of the kingdom of heaven Which is led by Jesus And his earthly ministry When he was on earth for Israel The gospel of the grace of God is also led by Jesus when he ascended up to heaven on the right-hand side of God, and he ushered it in through the Apostle Paul, the gospel of the grace of God. One is under the law, one is by grace. One, you have to do works. One was conditional, the kingdom of heaven, and one is unconditional, the gospel of the grace of God. One you had to believe by works Your faith came by works You had to do something You had to obtain your salvation By what you do It was conditional That's the kingdom of heaven program Which a lot of you say that you are under and following That's under the law The other one is the gospel of the grace of God Ushered in through Jesus From Jesus through the apostle Paul Which is the gospel of the grace of God Which you only have to believe by faith one is you had to believe who Jesus was that's Israel under the kingdom of heaven the other one you had to believe what Jesus done that's the gospel of the grace of God who Jesus was Israel had to believe that he was their coming king and their messiah which was prophesied and time passed okay the other one We have to believe that what Jesus done His death, burial, and resurrection Which was not prophesied It was hidden It was a secret in God And it was only revealed to the Apostle Paul Do you get me on that? One was revealed to many prophets In Israel, the nation, period That's the gospel of the kingdom It was foretold That's the gospel of the kingdom of heaven Of Jesus coming, the Messiah You know the second coming, the uh the the visual appearance of the Millennium Kingdom, et cetera, and stuff like that. All that was foretold and prophesied. That's the kingdom of heaven. All Israel. The gospel of the grace of God was a secret. It was never prophesied. It's, it's called the unsearchable riches of Christ, which is in the book of Ephesians. It was never foretold. It was only revealed by Jesus through the apostle Paul. That's why the languages, and I'm going to prove the gossip and the languages and uh, the duties is different between those two. They are not the same gospel. Okay, One is from for the past and one is for now. One is for the past, is going to be in the future, and one is for now. Okay, that's why I'm trying to get through this. All right, I made this introduction so you can know where I'm going. So if you go to my previous audios, I'm doing a different breakdown of give you a few. It's not a whole the, a a, a real big theological or you know theological breakdown of the whole history. Of Israel, but I'm trying to give you a visual look of the kingdom program. That's why I say just imagine yourself being a Jew. You try to act like that anyway. Not all of you, but with the traditions in your churches, I used to be there too. And the different things you hold on to Some of them is man-made Added A lot of denominations You know like pastoral programs And youth programs All that is man-made Added I'm not saying it's bad But I'm just saying It was never in the Bible The scriptures to do that But those are man-made things But all the stuff that you put in yourself When you're in denominational churches And hear me out Is like the baptisms The tithing Majority of the churches the signs and wonders and miracles. A lot of the churches, not all of them, a lot of the churches, some churches got that because they know it's not happening, and different things like that. So you have a mixture of part of Israel's program and your own made-made program and a lot of denominational church, churches, okay? But you still consider it the kingdom program. But you also mix it in with the grace program because if you're reading Paul's letters, which is Romans through. Uh, Philemon with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and part of, uh, of the book of Acts, you're putting it all together. Even some of you go as far as time past and when Moses law, etc., and stuff like that, and you just mix, you just put the whole, that's the noise I'm talking about. It's very noisy out here, very noisy in this neighborhood. Ah, and you put it all together and you teach it. I'm not saying you in particular, so let me just say the churches you go to, a lot of Christians go to, that's what their denominational churches really uh, get into and really what they teach out of their churches. If you are sincere, you know that. I'm not telling you to leave your church, but I'm just trying to uh, give you an idea how to visually and if you are saved, I'm talking to the saved people, if you you can visually and discern you know, what's been really taught out of your church when you uh, you do it verse by verse and you rightly divide the word of God. Okay, I spent a lot of time breaking down that opening. I'm going to get into some scriptures and, and I want you to continue to consider yourself Israel. I'm going to go further into the kingdom and what I'm going to do now is basically I'm going to prove out of the scriptures, and I want you to have your Bible. Please have your Bible. Preferably the King James Version Bible. Have your Bible, have your pen, and have some notes, because like i done last time with the book of Matthew and other scriptures, I'm going to be breaking down some more uh, uh, verses in the Bible. Basically, majority of them will be out of John. John, uh, pictures and shows Jesus as being the son of God and God, correct? St. John, not first John, or second or third. I'm talking about St. John. Now remember John wrote St. John, 1 John, Second John, 3 John, and the Revelation of John. So John has 5 books himself. Peter has wrote 2 books. So let those two names stick out. John and Peter, because both of them are under the kingdom program. Both are Jews under the kingdom program. Both are apostles under the kingdom program. Now, I might hit a few verses in 1 John as well, but I, won't, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I want you to really get a picture when I mention in Jesus' name. You have a lot of churches and some denominational churches uh, that uses, you can only be saved by being, you can only be baptized in water in Jesus' name. Then you got some churches mostly uh, started by the Catholic Church. You can only be baptized by using the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I know you heard those terms before when it comes to the baptism. But I'm not going to get into that. That's very trivial. I want to get into where this Jesus name comes from. Why do some denominational churches believe that you have a lot of epi- uh, apostolic churches, oneness churches like United Pentecostal, believe that Jesus is God. You know, Je- it's just Jesus. Jesus is God. Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Father and all that stuff. You know, have a oneness and look at things. They call it monotheism. And uh, they believe in Jesus' name. Okay, so they got a lot of their in-Jesus-name concepts from a a lot from St. John, I believe, and the Book of Acts, because they hit Acts a lot, the universal Pentecostal believers, one is believers. They hit the Book of Acts a lot because that's where they put so much emphasis in Jesus' name when it comes to being filled with the Holy Spirit and being uh, filled with the Holy Spirit and being baptized in water, etc., etc., you know, stuff like that, so that's what the concept in Jesus' name comes from. You know, so they're def- they're definitely their teachers is mostly out of Acts, the universal, uh, Pentecostal teachers, and a lot of the Pentecostals out of the Book of Acts. They they very seldomly teach out of Paul's books. I'm not saying they don't, but they do. But when it comes, they like the signs and the wonders and miracles, so they stay in John. They stay in uh. The Book of Acts, because of the signs and wonders, their way they're thinking of replacement is real supposed to be for their church as well. Now you have many Pentecostal churches, you have many Baptist churches, you know the Baptists mostly don't believe that speaking in tongues is for today they they understand that it was just languages. The Pentecostals are still stuck on the spiritual aspects that is a certain language it's a supernatural language you know. And stuff like that. So you have those different beliefs when it comes to of churches. It's very confusing. And it affected me a lot in my young uh, Christianity and my young walk as being a Christian. It affected me quite a bit because of those beliefs. And thank God I'm not caught up in it anymore. Because it has taken a lot of confusion, a lot of confusion out of the way I look at the Bible very differently that's why I use the term and I know it's not in the Bible a front of Matrix, the red pill I understand that, uh, that concept, that metaphor When you are a red pill And it's nothing like being red pill Of understanding the word of God Rightly divided Okay, this is more of the kingdom program Listen to the language And listen to when I hit all these verses <clears throat> And what The kingdom program I gave a few breakdowns On the last few podcasters about what 's in the kingdom program, who was in the kingdom program, and what what requirements like the uh, apostle 's doctrine you have to follow out of the kingdom program, the blessings and the curses if curses if you put yourself under the kingdom program, which is the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, all of this has to do with the Gospel of the kingdom of heaven, remember to be saved under the gospel. Of the kingdom of heaven, you had to first believe who Jesus was. And you had to be back there then. You had to be a Jew. Let me put some. So act like you were Israel. Act like you are a Jew. You had to be a Jew. You had to believe who Jesus was under the kingdom program. Kingdom, Jesus came. King. Let's get it. Jesus came, king, kingdom, king, kingdom. Israel. Think like that. You had to believe who Jesus was under the kingdom of heaven program. Also, what else came with the kingdom of heaven program? Well, never stick to salvation. You had to believe in Jesus name. You had to repent, change your ways, not repent of sins. That's not in the Bible, but repent means change your ways and change your mind. You had to be baptized in water for your cleansing. For the remission of sins You will be under the national Israel Being saved was not so much individual then It was mostly national As a nation A nation of people A called out A peculiar people You ever heard that term in the Bible? No, it's not talking about the body of Christ It's talking about Israel A peculiar people That was Israel You are part of the born again That's going to happen with Israel, not the body of Christ born again. It's not body of Christ. That term is used for Israel born again. So all those familiar concepts that I'm using is under the kingdom of heaven program and it's being manipulated in the church today. Signs and wonders. Cain comes with the kingdom program. Remember, it starts with Jesus. Signs and wonders. You're waiting for that program, if you are under the kingdom program, you have to go through the tribulation period, the wrath of God. You have five chastisements coming against you because of your disobedience. So when you disobedience, you're waiting for that last final, it's too much to break that down now, final chastisement, was going to, which is going to happen after the catching away of the church. What church? The body of Christ. OK, so you will have to go through the wrath of God, the tribulation period. I'm not saying you're going through. It. I'm just saying all this. If you call yourself under the kingdom program, I'm not saying you're going to go through. It. I'm trying to get you a picture here. You're not in trouble. I'm just trying to help you out here because I have to help myself where well, you as well. So all this is under the kingdom program. You have to believe. And also under the kingdom program, you can lose your salvation. That that's got confused and mixed up with the church today. That's so why a lot of churches believe you can you you lose your salvation. They go to scriptures of John. They go to scriptures. A lot of, of the four gospel scriptures. They go to a lot of the kingdom scriptures to prove that you can lose your salvation. And yes, under the kingdom program, you can lose your salvation. You have to endure until the end. You have to continue with the laws. Okay. You were under that old covenant. Also under the kingdom program, you will be part of the new covenant church. Not the body of Christ, which will be written in your hearts. Not on a tablet anymore. In the future, the New Testament will be written in the Israel and in, in the hearts. Under the kingdom program. You will automatically obey God within your heart. Not on a tablet anymore. That's future Israel under the millennium, thousand year reign kingdom. Okay? <clears throat> So you got set. All right. So I'm I'm putting all that out there so you can get some type of basic concept. It's not the full breakdown. And it take time to really do all that. And it's worth it to understand the kingdom program. So when you just say, you know, we need to rebuild the kingdom, we need to usher in the kingdom. None of that is biblical. That's man, traditional, denominational teaching. When they say we must bring them the kingdom. We are part of the kingdom. We have the blessings of Abraham. That's called replacement theology. Therefore, they think Israel is no more. And a lot of denominations believe there are the new Israel, spiritual Israel, which is not correct. Israel's program has been postponed, not annihilated. It's only been postponed. It will come back. Read Romans 11. It will come back. But some churches believe that the church today is spiritual Israel, replacement theology, and stuff like that. So that's why they claim the covenants and the promises of Abraham and all that, all that, which is not for the body of Christ, a whole new different program. That's why a lot of those things don't work, as our people still... Uh poor today. That's why people are still struggling with their rent today. You know, I ain't talking about Uncle Tommy and Sister Jane and other churches. What they say, I'm talking about yourselves struggling today. That's why you're still alive when you miss your ties, because in the, under the law, you would have been wiped out or cursed by missing ties. A lot of you haven't even been baptized. There was a commandment under the kingdom program. You have to be baptized in water under the kingdom program. Okay. I gave an examples of Ananias and Sapphira, Acts 5, and other things that happens when you disobey in the kingdom program. A lot of you, including myself, if we was under the kingdom program, under the law in marriage, a lot of us would have been stoned because the fornication we have committed, the adultery we have committed, the lusting in the heart we have done, all that is under the kingdom program. How come you are still alive? I don't want to talk about no f- fake examples and experience. You That's why a lot of us are still alive, because why? We're not under the law, okay? We're not under the law. If we was under the law, the kingdom program, the majority or a whole, all Christians in America was just to be wiped out. God's rat we we'll be wiping a lot of us out because of our disobedience. That's how strict the law was under the kingdom program. You have to follow all the commandments, all 613. Not only the moral Ten Commandments, 613 laws you have to follow. According to Galatians, you break one, you are guilty of all. All of that is under the law, which is the kingdom program. Okay? You got that. Alright, I want to get that out there. So you can, you, if you put yourself in the law, you call yourself the kingdom church and the replacement Israel. I don't care how you try to uh, shine it up or whatever like that. A lot of traditions in the church are mixed with Israel's program and man-made rules. If you pay attention, you know that a lot of the programs that's been ushered in the denominational churches today are really man-made. They're not from the Bible. So it's a lot of confusion when it comes to God's word. You have so many translations of Bibles and denominations. So Satan done his job. He don't want you to know about the revelation of the mystery, which was ushered in through the apostle Paul by Jesus Christ. He don't want you to know about that you are under, gospel, under the gospel of grace. And that's the only way to be saved is believe in what Jesus done. Okay. Most of you already know who Jesus was. You think you still can get saved by that way, who Jesus was. No, you don't get saved by knowing who Jesus was now. That's the past. You get saved of what Jesus done, his death, burial, resurrection, dying for you. That's what you, how you get saved today. But I'm not getting into Paul's program now. I just want you to get a picture. And hope you get some type of light of what I am saying, if you put yourself in this replacement theology, replacement in Israel under the Kingdom program, ushering. The, like I said, some people do it out of ignorance; they just don't know. And some people know it; they just will not accept no other way. So they, it's, they're not ignorant anymore. They're just stubborn. They're calling their traditions. Traditions is a, it can almost become a stronghold when you call in your church tradition and your one type of belief because your denominational church uh, teaches you know and if you've been embedded in that type of teaching since you was a little one it's hard to get something else so when you hear the correct teaching listen closely when you hear the correct teaching you think it's a conspiracy or you think it's something new that somebody's bringing up no it's old it's old. It's always been in your Bible, but you've never been taught it because of the manipulation of, first of all, Satan. He manipulated the scriptures, not only by bringing out all these different translations, but the uh, the way to be saved. He made the way to be saved that is so simple. He made it hard. And most churches and most people in churches think they got to be so good. They dress a certain way, especially the black churches. They dress up and they try to look religious and holy. No different than the Pharisees. The Pharisees looked religious with their long roots and their philanthropies and all prayers on their suits and robes. And the the past. But today, people dress religious by putting on nice clothes and clean, talking about they're doing it for the Lord. But still on the inside, they're dead man's bones. They look beautiful on the outside, but the inside, they're like rotten, dead men's bones. And most of those people are under the law, bondage, kingdom program. Works, looks, walk, acting. All that is religious. Okay. All right. That was a long one. <sighs> okay. I wanted to get that out there. So you have a concept of the kingdom of heaven program. If you're following that program, okay. Okay. If you're following that program, you're putting yourself under the law. Not literally, but spiritually. So you'll keep yourself in bondage. If you call yourself been saved under the kingdom program, nine times out of ten, if you don't really believe in a death, burial, resurrection, or accept it as our salvation, you are not saved. You have never been saved. And if somebody told you about the way to be saved and you do not accept it, you are not saved. Therefore, you're going to hell. I know that's cold, but that's the way it is. I say this out of love because hell is hell. Hell sounds so mean it sounds so arrogant, but hell is hell. You're going to heaven or you're going to hell. Which one sounds better, going to heaven or going to hell? Your religiosity, if that's a word. Your law, obeying, which you can't do anyway. You'll break it every day. So you won't make it to heaven. Baptizing in water never was required, not even for Israel, for heaven. Pairing was never a concept or a way to help you to get to heaven. Even if it was for the day, but it's not. It was only for Israel. Those are programs that was under the law for the covenant. Okay, all right. That's why it's very important to know the difference in the past between the Jews and the Gentiles. Gentiles mean other nations. Any nation that's not a Jew is considered a Gentile. Okay. This is Joseph Brownlee and connecting the dots. Joseph Brownlee and connecting the dots. Let me get some scriptures here. It comes to Jesus when you're in the kingdom program. I'm going to hit several scriptures. Give me about 10, 15 minutes, and let's hit several scriptures. Let me get myself set up. That was just an introduction of what's going on in the kingdom program before I get into uh, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven program compared to the gospel of the grace of God. Put emphasis on that. The gospel of the kingdom of heaven program is time past, and it's going to be in the future you know, and the gospel of the grace of God, the program of salvation today under the Apostle Paul, all is under Jesus, okay? It's not about Paul. It's not about the 12. None of that. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus, okay? He's under both programs. He's on top of both programs, okay? All right. In Jesus' name, do you have to believe in Jesus' name today? No, you don't, but in time past, under the candle program, it was in Jesus name that things moved signs and wonders salvation you have to repent in water for the remission of your sins and all a lot of things they done had to be truly in Jesus name okay let's go and read I'm gonna go first to the old most remembered memorable verse that many people believe to be to how to get saved today. Mm-hmm. John 3.16. Let's go to John 3.16. All right. What does it say? This is the way that many people today sincerely believe is the way to be saved. I used to believe this too. All right. Excuse me. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, first of all, let me hit the word begotten. Begotten doesn't mean his firstborn. Begotten doesn't mean his only son. Now, there's a teaching on that, but I'm not going to get into that now. Begotten just means what Jesus done and his success. He, he became begotten of God. Jesus always been. Okay, remember that in the spirit. He always been. When Jesus was born in a manger on earth, you know, that's not that didn't make him God's son. You understand what I'm saying? So but that's another teaching. Begotten doesn't mean Jesus, I mean God's firstborn and only son. Only begotten doesn't mean doesn't mean his only son or his firstborn son. Israel is God's firstborn. The nation Israel. You're going to say what? Joe, what are you talking about? Another teaching. But that that's you need to understand the Bible when it comes to firstborn which is Israel. Jesus is his begotten son. That's another teaching in itself. Okay, let's go. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, the way we used to look at this, and the way, let me put myself, I used to look at, this is the salvation message, correct? You kingdom of believers? This is the salvation uh, message. Let me get closer here, because of the noise. Let me read this again, John 3.16, one of the most famous verses in the world today, in all languages, I believe. For God so for salvation, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth or believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, remember when I say if you're under the pro kingdom program, how do you be saved? First of all, if you are Israel, imagine yourself being a Jew under Israel, the nation, the national way of being saved, you had to believe who Jesus was, remember? You had to believe who Jesus was because they was looking for their king. They was looking for their Messiah. That you Read your Bible. It's, it's plain out there. Not Gentiles. has nothing to do with Gentiles. Gentiles mean other nations, you and I and other people. has nothing to do with us. For God so loved the world, true that, that he gave his only begotten son. God, begotten does not mean his firstborn and only son. That whosoever believeth in him Should not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay. Who shall ever who, whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, in order to understand what this says, you have to go. You have to put yourself in the program of how to be saved. What was Israel looking for? Who was they looking for? What did they want? First of all. They was looking for their kingdom to be restored, the kingdom that was under King David, okay. And then they was looking for their coming king, their Messiah, which is Jesus, okay. They never accepted him though; they got confused, okay. That's another teaching. I know I say that a lot. Another teaching, but it's so much that you have to understand, new believer and some old believers. All right, let me go. Let's go to seventeen. So we can put some context to this. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's true, right? The world means what? The world. Okay. Now what's hidden, not so much hidden, what it's not saying is how the world is going to be saved. It's not saying the world is going to be saved, I believe, in John 3.16, but you have to Read between the context. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, condemn the world, but, but but through the world through but but that through but the world. My tongue getting tied. But that the world through Him might be saved. Listen to eighteen. Remember, I was talking about what you must do to be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned. But he that believeth not. Is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So, the Bible explains itself. Some people, most churches, get stuck on just John three sixteen. They don't read the following context. They had to believe on Him and His name, and they did, If they didn't believe, they would be condemned. If you did. Then you will get the blessings. 19, and this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Who is the light? Jesus is the light of the world. Okay. So what's this? What is this saying right here? All right. Let's go a little up here. 11, verily, verily I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and you receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Man, if you don't, can't understand the things that's going on on the earth, how are you going to comprehend what's going on in the heavenly things, the heavenly concept, okay? And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. The Son of Man is Jesus, okay? 14, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. This is not talking about salvation. This is not talking about Jesus even being on the cross. This is literally talking about when he went up to the heavenly places, when he was lifted up. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. 15, that whosoever believes in him. Context. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Remember, you had to believe in him. Who believed? Israel had to believe that he was their king. He was their Messiah. They had to believe that. Not just believe this man came to help them. They had to believe that he was their future king that was prophesied by Isaiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, and all those, all those that prophesied about the coming king, especially Isaiah. They had to believe that this was him. Even John questioned that. Yes, John questioned, are you the one that we say, that uh, that we was hoping that was coming? Jesus told him, you know, the lame and the blind and all that, et cetera. They had to believe in him, in his name, who he was to have eternal life. Then you go to 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, believe in his name, believe that he's the coming king of Messiah for Israel, should not perish, but have everlasting life. First of all, you cannot put yourself there because this is not for Gentiles. This is for Israel. They are Messiah. Their king. Believing that he's the son of God. Israel had to believe that for salvation. What came with it? Repenting, cleansing, baptizing in water for the remission of their sins. And then later on through Pentecost, they would be filled with the Holy Spirit of promise, which was promised also. Okay, let's hit some more scriptures. Let's go to John 6 and 29. All right. I hope you get your pen and paper. This is very important. John 6 and 29. All right. And reading, Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. Let's go to 28. Then they said unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? This is Israel asking a question. Then said they to him, Who is they? Israel. If you just act like you a Jew and you asking, "Uh, Jesus, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? What must we do? To do the things of God. Jesus answered and said this to him. This is the work of God that you must do first. Believe on him whom he has sent. Who is him? Jesus. You must believe who he was. Believe that he's the king and the Messiah. Now this is the kingdom program under Israel. Okay. Let's hear some more scriptures. John 5, 39. Let's go back. John 5 and 39. All right. Reading. Search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. And ye will not come to me. It's all about Jesus. Believe it in Jesus' name. What does Jesus say? Search the scriptures. Why did he say search the scriptures? Search those prophets that prophesied about me and what you must do. Remember, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Malachi, the major and minor prophets. Jesus is prophesied all through the Bible, not as Jesus, but the coming Messiah is prophesied, even Moses. That's why he says, search the scriptures. Who is he talking about in that time? Not us today. See, we're in the time now, but back then, go back then, as being Jew, as being under the covenant, as being Israel. The, nation, the nationality of Israel. They had to know the scriptures. They had to know the law. That's why Jesus says, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. It's all about me. You only get eternal life back then by believing who he was. Then 40 says, and ye will not come to me that ye might have a, uh, have a life. 41, I receive not honor from men. But I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. I am come in my father's name, and ye receive me not. Check this out. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. The name. Why is he putting emphasis on the name? That was very important for Israel. The name, Jesus, the Messiah, the King. This is all under the kingdom program that you say that you are in. Okay? This is the kingdom program. Let's hit another one. Let's go to 47. But if you believe not his writings, how should you believe my words? See, it's all about Jesus, him being the Messiah of Israel, him being the king of the Jews. Let's go to another one. Let's go to John 6 and 46. There's a lot in here. John 6 and 46. All right, reading. Really. Not that any man hath seen the Father save he which is of God. He hath seen the Father. Very, very, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Here we go again. He that believes on me, not believing about me dying or being rose, raised again. Why? Because that did not happen yet. Jesus was still alive. So it's confusion in the church. How could you believe? Salvation is based on believing who Jesus was and believing that salvation is you could be saved. That's saying you could be saved two ways, which is unscriptural. You cannot be saved any type of way in two ways. You cannot be saved believing in his name and believing in his death, burial, and resurrection when it comes to salvation. When it comes to salvation. Very very I say unto you He that believeth on me hath everlasting life What audience Remember I was talking about the who, whom, where and whatever What audience is out there Israel Who is he talking to Israel Under what covenant Israel's covenant Under what promise Israel's promise Not the body of Christ Because the body of Christ Wasn't even thought of That was still hidden in God See this is the past This is the, That gospel was way uh, uh, year, Hundreds and hundreds of years later on down the line well, not hundreds of years. No, not, I, I was wrong about that. But it came through the book of Acts, starting in Acts 9 through 13. Okay, so re, rephrase that when I say hundreds. I'm getting ahead of myself. But a few years later, you know, the salvation, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 years, something like that. The gospel of the grace of God came. But right now, no, it's in Jesus' name that Israel can be saved. Not the Gentiles. The Gentiles can only be saved through Israel by being proselyted, okay? All right. 47. Let's 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 hit another one, then I'm going to stop. Let's go to John 7 and 38. John 7 and 38. Uh, Reading. Really, he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You can find that in the book of Isaiah 58 and 11. Isaiah 58 and 11. So here we go again. Believing in who? Believing on me. Believing who I was. Believing who I am. If you're looking in their tents, that will bring everlasting life. They had to believe. They believe and then they go through the, the program of the being baptized and that cetera and stuff like that, you know, and uh, other programs they had to go through because they was under the covenant, Israel, under the law. Israel, under the promises, Israel, the kingdom program, you have to believe in Jesus' name to be saved, not today, okay, I'm going to start right there, and then I'm going to continue, I'm going to get right into continuing, so I can get into the teachings of the gospel to be saved today under the Apostle Paul, under Jesus' heavenly ministry, I'm talking about Jesus' earthly ministry now, to Israel, to Israel. Jesus heavenly ministry is for everyone. Israel, the Jew and Gentile. Jesus earthly ministry is mainly for Israel because they had to go out and do the great commission to the other nations and get the other nations saved and tell them the good news of who he was. You you getting? I hope you following me. This is Joseph Brownlee of connecting the dots. Joseph Brownlee trying to show you how to connect the dots reading the Bible, understanding your program, okay? I'm going to be right back, in this entirely. This is Joseph Brownlee, Connected the Dots. God bless you all. Stay tuned for the continuation on verse-by-verse teaching and understanding the two programs of salvation and the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven versus the gospel of the grace of God. One under the 12, Jesus' earthly ministry started off with John the Baptist, Jesus, and the 12 apostles led by Peter, John, and James, The kingdom program compared to Jesus' heavenly ministry, which was ushered in through Jesus to the Apostle Paul, starting in Acts 9, the gospel of the grace of God, proving that there are two different types of gospels. God bless you. Peace out. Love you. Be right back. Stay tuned.